Hello friends and welcome to Swimming and Singing. I'm Sarah Nelson, I'm a yoga therapist in Portland, Oregon, and I specialize in working with people dealing with chronic pain and anxiety, finding ways to use the tools of yoga to create more ease and joy and less suffering. The name of my podcast comes from a beloved poem and as a reminder that some days it's all we can do to tread water and then other days there is room for joy. This podcast aims to share practices for both types of days. Friends, today I'm so excited to share with you that I'll be launching a sweet online course at the end of November. It is perfect for folks who think they are too tired, too sick, too busy, or too anxious to do yoga. So often when I tell people I'm a yoga therapist, their response is, I could never do yoga. I can't even touch my toes. This course will prove that idea incorrect. (laughs) There's no need to touch your toes in yoga or to even get out of bed to practice. Head over to my website to join my newsletter list to be the first to know when it's available. And hint, hint, this course will also be available to be purchased as a gift. Today, I'll be talking to Jules Payne, a yoga therapist and the co-founder of Agnya Yoga College in Victoria, BC, which also happens to be where I received my yoga therapy diploma. Jules and I chat about what yoga therapy is, what the training is like, how it's uniquely suited for helping folks with chronic health conditions, and the benefits of restorative yoga. Jules and I will be co-teaching a weekend module in March 2023 on the therapeutic applications of restorative yoga. Just a reminder, this podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody. But I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Hello, Jules, and welcome to Swimming and Singing. Thanks for being with me today. Uh, Hi, thank you so much for inviting me in. So good to see you. As I mentioned in your introduction, you are a co-owner of the Yoga Therapy College that I attended in Victoria, BC. Can you talk a bit about yoga therapy, about what yoga therapy is and what the training is like for yoga therapists? Yeah, absolutely. So yoga therapy really has been around in different iterations for thousands of years. In fact, what we kind of think of it when we think about as yoga therapy is actually returning to the roots of yoga. So really honoring it as a 5,000 year plus um, tradition, as well as yoga therapy being that we're adapting yoga to the needs of the individual. So if we sort of think of it as you know, I don't know about your first yoga class, but my first yoga class, there's a bunch of people in there. And we did, for the most part, the same things. I loved it, by the way. But, you know, it was like, follow the teacher, 
do what they're doing. Yoga therapy is a little bit more about getting to know the clients in front of you and seeing them as a unique individual and knowing different yoga therapy tools and strategies to meet them where they're at so that they can move towards their own goals. And so yoga therapy as a training, that's also in a way ancient and new. Mm-hmm. Um, as a professional um, association, we have the International Association of Yoga Therapists. So they're an international organization based in the States. And they accredited the very first yoga therapy programs in 2014. That's recent, right? Like that's, Ah. let me work on my math, like eight years ago, we were one of the first um, schools to have an accredited program. I think there were first 11 and then in that year, 14. But of course, yoga therapy had been happening way before then. It's just that that's when um, programs became accredited. So what that means is there's a standard of a curriculum. So we all, wherever you take a yoga therapy training, have a certain amount of hours in yoga philosophy, anatomy, learning about different medical conditions, um, learning research literacy, and then learning how to adapt yoga therapy, both in small group settings and in individual yoga therapy sessions. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Many of my listeners live with some sort of chronic health condition, so and that would impact their daily life. It might be autoimmune condition, anxiety, pain, fatigue. How do you find yoga therapy uniquely suited for helping folks with chronic health conditions? Yeah, I think it's totally magic for, I mean, for everyone, but particularly for people with chronic health conditions, because as you know, when you have a chronic health condition, things are really variable, hey? So one day you might be feeling a little bit better, whatever, you know, that means for you. Other days you might have um, kind of a a relapse of um, lots of symptoms happening and it really impact your daily activities. So what I love about yoga therapy, one, is when you're working with a yoga therapist, you um, work with your own particular goals. So say one um, chronic thing that I have going on since I was 11 is insomnia and that's really impacted my life um, significantly insomnia and anxiety i'm not going to say yoga therapy has cured me because that's not the goal of yoga therapy right to be cured because there's nothing wrong with us but it certainly helped me um, deal with those um, symptoms and one of the things with it anyone who's had insomnia for any reason and um, there's lots of different ones for me it was related to trauma Um, but it can be certainly a side effect of lots of different chronic health conditions is you kind of get into this um, cycle, like this loop in your mind of, Mm. okay, it's midnight now and I haven't slept. And oh my gosh, what's that going to be like for me tomorrow? Now it's 1am and I haven't slept. And you kind of get into this um, spiral Mm -hmm. where the anxiety continues to increase. So what yoga therapy in my own practice, certainly and with uh, clients has helped in recognizing well, look, this is all impermanent anyways. Like things are going to be different from day to day. And also when I feel myself kind of ramping up in that um, anxiety loop, I now have some tools that can help me mm-hmm. to decrease that almost in any chronic health condition. So I use that as an example, but any chronic health condition, um, what can help us is regulating the nervous system. 
that has positive effects for almost any chronic health condition out there. And that includes things like literally calming down. Now, as we know, being told to calm down does not work <laughs> ever. If anyone's ever had a close friend or partner say, just calm down. You know, that's not going to work. But you know what does help is learning techniques like um, certain breath or pranayama techniques, certain things you can do with your body or visualizations, um, meditations. And that you can learn when you're not in crisis can then help you to access when you are a little bit more in crisis. So it does actually help to calm you down. It's really amazing how your life changes when rather than always going up and down and up and down between highs and lows, and for many of us, it's sort of riding those lows with just like a little bump up, that things can be a little bit more in um, a place a little bit more towards equanimity. I'm not saying that's where we're all going to rest. That doesn't, um, that's as far as I know, I have not reached enlightenment. Lots of folks I know, I think everyone I know, no one has quite made it there. That's not our goal in yoga, but it is our goal if we have one, sort of our collective goal of um, seeing the, the sweetness that does exist in life and knowing that the hard times are there. And actually, that's a part of the human condition. So when we can have that kind of self-compassionate acceptance, this is a hard time. Ouch, this hurts. I'm suffering right now. Rather than having that make us more isolated, which certainly happened to me very much in my teen years, um, as for many of us in our teen years and um, <laughs> later, hey, think, oh my gosh, like no one feels this way. If instead we switch that and think everyone's felt like this in some way before, there is this like buffer of being held by common humanity. And I think the practice of yoga through philosophy, through practice really helps support us in that way. It's so deeply healing. Yeah. I think the other thing that can help folks with chronic health conditions is because yoga therapy really looks at the individual, you're not somebody with chronic fatigue. You're not somebody with fibromyalgia. You're not someone who's moving through a cancer journey only, you are, we're looking at the whole person. So we're also looking at what do you love to do? What do you do in your daily life? What's your family life? Like, what are your passions? And maybe you have uh, chronic fatigue and you also have a shoulder issue that needs to be worked with. Maybe you've got some arthritis. So in yoga therapists, we're, when we are trained, we learn about all these different health issues so we can look at the individual not as a pathology, not as like, here's what's wrong with you, but what are all the things that make you up? So I can understand maybe for you, for example, uh, counting the breath is a wonderful way, you know, like an inhale for a count of four, a little pause, and exhale for a count of four. For you, Sarah, that might work really, really well. Like you might like the predictability of that. But for somebody else, maybe if they have um, a breathing condition, actually, I know you do, so actually counting the breath may or may not work so well, hey, like for asthma, that um, a visualization might work better. So as a yoga therapist, and when you're practicing yoga therapy, you get this kind of like opening of this magic, like toolbox, and then you can try these different things on and see what fits for you. So we're celebrating the individual. 
rather than trying to say like, this is the way to live. And this is what we should all aspire to. We're celebrating our differences. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I, yeah, I definitely agree. I'm always, um, I'm always interested in how different tools work for different people and people resonate with different practices and yoga just, there just, it just feels like an unlimited number of, of practices for, um, for any, any person, any condition someone might have. Um, and I love what you said, and I just, I want to underline it that we're not trying to cure anything. <laughs> um, so I came to yoga therapy with via anxiety and, I talk about how, like, I don't, I don't think it cured my anxiety, but it made it so that I, I maybe it integrated my anxiety. Like yes. anxiety was yes. to, become a part of, of me. And instead of fighting it all of the time, it's a little bit like it, it teaches me, it shows me like, Oh, you're getting a, <laughs> a little out of balance, like rein it in. You need a rest. Um, I've just learned to work with it, I guess, instead of fighting it. Yes, I love that you said that. There's this, you know, there's one of the tenets of um, yoga therapy that we learn about is this thing called interoception or mindful awareness of what's happening inside our body. It's really this idea that we get to kind of make friends with our bodies every time we're on the mat. And by the way, it doesn't need to be a yoga mat. You can do this in bed too, or walking in nature or standing in line in a queue at the grocery store. But that sort of Mm, learning to listen what does my body have to tell me in this moment so if my heart is racing if my stomach is contracting oh now I know oh that's anxiety <laughs> if I feel my hips starting to contract my large iliopsoas muscle that's for me one thing that I really feel in a stress response I'm like okay I'm dysregulated yeah. so no judgment there's nothing wrong with me I haven't done anything wrong I'm in a dysregulated state so what tools do I know work for me so that I can move towards more regulation of my nervous system? And it's different from day to day. Like I have to say this last couple of weeks for me has been hard. Um, my son just started back to school. The studio just opened. We've got, you know, work is really, really busy and schedules are there's evening practices, there's morning classes. I'm tired is basically what I'm trying to say. Here's the short story. I'm really tired. And so all week I've been uh, kind of dealing with a brain that's um, sleepy and not able to process information very well. And I live with someone who's like on it all the time. And so... <laughs> challenging in its own time but you know when you're around it's, another human thing is to compare ourselves right so I could choose to be like oh you know I can't get up at five and be totally on it and remember everything for the day is there something wrong with me or I can choose to look at myself under a more self-compassionate lens and go oh these last couple of weeks have been really hard for me and I haven't been well rested and that's impacting how I'm doing things. So I need to every day think about what is going to serve me, what's going to help me get through my day and maybe even find a little sweetness and joy along mm -hmm. the way. And I've certainly learned over the years that, um, you know, what doesn't help judgment, <laughs> like that really awful voice comparing me to somebody else 
or comparing me to how I was five years ago when, you know, things were a little bit different in my body. My hand arthritis, for example, was way better. Now mm -hmm. I have, you know, I'm up in the morning, I'm trying to make my son a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> Opening up the peanut butter jar. So now I know, okay, so I need to do my finger exercises. I'm going to take like five minutes and do my little finger things, my little twiddle fingers, and then I'll be a little bit better to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm so excited that you and I are co-teaching the restorative yoga therapy module at Agnya Yay! in March. Can you speak to the benefits of restorative yoga, especially for folks with chronic illness and mm -hmm. how restorative yoga is different than what we might think of as, re as relaxing, right? So maybe people think, well, I'm resting, I'm, I'm laying in bed watching Netflix, or I'm sitting in the yard having a beer, or I'm scrolling social media. Like, how's restorative yoga not, um, not the same as those, those other activities? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, first, let me say, there is a time and place for those other activities. Yeah. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Have a beer in the backyard, <laughs> chat with your friends, scroll through social media, watch Netflix, when that's right for you. I also want to be really clear. There's not like good and yeah. bad activities. However, restorative yoga. So let's define that first. What it really is, is um, placing your body into certain shapes, what we call asana. We sometimes refer to as poses, but we're, I don't, I'm not super keen on that word because it sounds mm -hmm. like we're posing, like it should look a certain way, but like shapes that are totally supported. So we use like bolsters, blocks, eye pillows. You sort of think of um, the most comfortable position your body's ever been in. That's mm -hmm. what we try and do for like an hour or an mm -hmm. hour and a half and move the body in different ways to be supported like that. So how is it different? It's different in that it regulates the nervous system. So what I was talking about before when we're dysregulated, different things in our um, lives show up, like our minds might race, we might be short with people around us. We might be self-critical. Uh, we might find more negative health impacts. Our sleep might be disrupted. On and on, right? We have lots of different things that happen. And we can all think of, like, I like to do this. What happens when I'm dysregulated? So that I can cultivate that witness of that I know what it is. Restorative yoga helps us move ourselves to more regulated state. So one of the concepts of um, restorative yoga is we practice in a way that's still, dark, and warm. So stillness, we move the body towards stillness. The idea is that you could pretty much nap in any restorative shape. And in fact, if you do, awesome. That just means you're tired. So great, do it. Yeah. So still, dark. We want to have the lights pretty dark, maybe even eye pillows. I just love those or fabric over the eyes. What that does is it helps a part of the brain, the anterior hypothalamus, know that it's time for rest. So rather than being alert and on guard, it moves us towards rest and warm. Same thing. Our body can be a little bit more um, on guard, especially in the areas of the world that we live in as we come into mm -hmm. the winter months. It gets so dark and um, rainy and cold, doesn't it? Hey, in yep. Portland, where you are, and in Victoria, BC, where I am. So warmth. I so encourage people to like come in their coziest socks, bring a hoodie, get as cozy as possible. 
And then what happens is all these wonderful things happen in the brain. And then that communicates to the body to relax. But as you said, it's different than the relaxation that we get when we're like tuning out on a Netflix. It's we're tuning in to the body. And so when we leave the practice, so often we get that like beautiful, fuzzy kind of, um, okay, here's how I kind of describe it. You know, like I've been, I'm not on social media that much, but I know that there's filters on Instagram. I'm getting to learn this. And some of them are like, (laughs) you kind of look, I did one for myself. I was like, who is that person? She's so blurry, right? Yeah. So just going on almost like airbrush, but it's like everything outside is like that. You get like this soft kind of like wrapped in warmth feeling. You leave the practice and it's like anything that was preying on that mind of yours, looping and spiraling, mm-hmm. maybe in a little bit more perspective, even if it's just for a bit and your mind has that knowing of, oh, it can be like this. And there's these great studies. So another part of yoga therapy is that we do um, actual research studies. And there's been a huge influx since um, 2010 of research studies. It's, I think, uh, increased by 500% the numbers of research studies in the last um, 10, 12 years. And so a lot of them have actually been around restorative yoga. Our students doing their internship were part of one at the BC Cancer Agency, looking, it was so exciting, looking at um, the effects of restorative yoga for folks going through cancer treatment. And what they found out, it was looking at um, impact on fatigue and there was positive outcomes. It was like, good news, restorative yoga actually helps you to decrease your um, feelings of fatigue which is so important when you're doing something as um, brutal and important to your body as going through Mm -hmm. cancer treatment. There's other ones too around looking at lowering the stress hormones in the body. And we know that when those stress, those long-term stress hormones are high in the body, there's other negative impacts that come into our health. So isn't that awesome? We can decrease those long-term stress hormones in the body by basically like resting going to class, listen to somebody like you who reads the most beautiful um, poems and readings and insights into our body. Like who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, That is one of the, the things, um, the benefits I feel like of the COVID shutdowns was that how magical to practice restorative yoga at home. Like it's wonderful to go to the studio. Like there's a lot of benefits to that, but the benefit of not having to get into my car at the end of a practice and like drive home and try to be alert, but it's just so magical. I love to just practice in bed sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I think like it's opened up, hasn't it opened up this world for people who have chronic health conditions that makes it that sometimes they they need to be in bed, like it's just not possible to leave the house. Isn't it awesome that we can actually practice in bed now? We used to make this joke when I taught the yoga for sleep class at our studio um, that we should have sleepovers. And it was like a ha ha. Well, now you can, like you're having a sleepover, you're doing your restorative class, you're turning the Zoom off and you're like primed and ready for sleeping. Yeah, it's made it so much more accessible. All of our classes are still hybrid. 
um, at the studio, at our therapeutic yoga studio. And I love that for people that for whatever reason, they're able now to just continue to practice in their home. Yes. And that brings up a good point. I will make sure to include the studio link in the show notes because mm-hmm. again, that's yeah. one of these magical things is you don't have to live in Victoria to practice with you guys. Um, you can practice that's online right. from anywhere. So yeah, you know, it was so interesting. My class on Monday, so I'm starting a new, my healthy aging class has now become balance and fall prevention because we're focusing so much on current research on that. And the majority of people were online. Oh, wow. And isn't that cool, right? Folks, for whatever reason, maybe they live out of town or maybe they're not feeling comfortable or able to get to the studio in these times. Uh, they're doing it at home, which is so important right for balance and fall prevention that you get this constant practice going on same with restorative yeah wonderful well jules it was so nice to talk to you um thank you so much for being on oh thank you so much for having me on i am so delighted to be co-teaching with you uh in march next year yay for our restorative training thank (laughs) you i'm very very much looking forward to it and very excited to head back up to Victoria. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Sarah. All right. Thanks, Jules. Thank you so much for listening to Swimming and Singing. Links and contact information for me and my guests can be found in the show notes and on my website. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast If you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep swimming and keep singing.